We're here with um, Bakerly Gunnambar and Jennifer Kent, the director of The Nightingale and the lead actor. They've just got back from America and they've done a whole year of touring with this film, which must be exhausting doing press. Not quite a whole year. I mean, it's been over a year, but yeah, yeah, yeah it has spanned a year for sure. How do you grapple with the, the remarks that have either been negative or unsupportive of the film? I mean, it really did. It, it hurt me initially and I was so shocked because I think just because you make a film with violence in a very realistic way doesn't mean you're endorsing violence. And it was so shocking to me that people would think that, even have that thought. We were also committed. We understood why we were making it. So ultimately, you just got to come back to that. And it's been tempered with such incredible responses back as well, like, you know, victims of sexual violence, you know, survivors of sexual assault, um, people, Indigenous people. Um, there, there have been incredibly res- uh, positive responses. So you've just got to understand that something very strong and tough will provoke people. What are some of the pressures and anxieties you both have about releasing a film like this and making a film like this? I mean, I I try not to worry about what people think because if you're making any kind of art, whatever it is, you know, painting or TV series or whatever it is, you're going to promote responses and that's what it that's just what happens so I I try not to think about what people I I don't read reviews Um, I try not to look on social media you know occasionally I do but I always regret it so um, yeah it's just about the work it's a truly honest history it's like definitely really honest and yeah it's definitely there's going to be talks about this film and um, yeah I reckon there's going to be response that going to be some response are going to be negative and that's to be expected. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that you watched The Babadook before shooting The, the Nightingale. It's or? okay if you didn't. It's okay if you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did it. I, I, I did it. Because I guess... I guess <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> well, well, either way... Um, I just really wanted to get the role because it's a really important story to tell. And um, I'm just so happy to be... Because for many, many years, like, all all our um, elders have tried to go out to the world and share our story and our history. Some succeeded, some didn't. And for me to do that on a big screen to represent uh, Aboriginal Australians and also a whole Australian and the history is such a huge uh, responsibility to mm. carry. Yeah, we were all committed and we are mm. a family of people. Yeah you know, who'd come together to tell this shared story. And it's so important for our history but our current situation Mm. as Australians to know what happened and to understand how it's impacting our lives in in the present day because people often don't like to face the truth. You know, we, we, I was like in Sydney this morning looking around and everyone is looking into their phones. You know, everyone's, it's like, like a science fiction film and it's like, wow, you know, people don't want to feel. They don't want to be in the present and they don't want to feel. What can you do? Well, you can just, you know, show show what you feel is important and then it will have an impact where it needs to. I or really feel that. Like. It's about a, a kind of toxic way of being that has caused a lot of damage on the planet to Aboriginal people, to nature, to women, to 
even to the perpetrators themselves. And so I really, we really wanted to talk about it. Yeah, like colonial violence and patriarchy is like so toxic and within kind of, it's just within so much and it hurts literally everyone. Yeah, it does. My mum approached you after the Adelaide screening. Oh, yes. I I remember your (laughs) mum. I do. Did she? Because someone, did you send? Yeah. uh, Yeah, to Screen Australia. (laughs) Uh So that got to me. She was adorable. And uh, that screening in Adelaide was amazing because Bakley and I went there and mm. the the audience like there was there was silence throughout the credits this has never happened anywhere else there was mm. dead silence and then everyone stood up at the end and like just it wasn't it, it was amazing yeah. it was like a standing ovation for mm. several minutes and then they no one would leave the cinema when it stopped and I said oh I think we all need a drink yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we all went over which was such a beautiful thing that the Adelaide Film Festival organized was an opening night where all the audience members could come and so yeah we spoke with we spoke with yeah, a I lot of people with, yeah a few people mm. yeah it was it was great mm. yeah that would have been i feel like Adelaide would have been different to Venice what was your experience that was different to Venice? Oh, uh, Venice, man, that was, Venice is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, especially, you know, a guy from a small island going to, you know, Venice Film Festival and winning an award. Yeah, in my that's first incredible. Lead role in a feature film. Yeah, it's... I was just, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I even, even right now, like, about, I'm really proud. Yeah, it's such a prestigious award. Like it is really one, you know, and they normally don't award, uh, they have a policy where they only award one award per film, but they just loved Bakley's performance so much, you know, so it's a testament to his brilliance as a as a. <coughs> yeah, it's literally one of the best performances I think ever in Australian cinema. It's yeah, like, just be so proud of that. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> and yeah. hard. Like, yeah, mm. yeah, we've got to write more roles for Bakerley. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Bakerley's obviously obviously got enormous talent, but it's like there there's you know there's cameras and there's there's a huge amount of people around, and so it was really about just getting the basic technical things, mm. don't you reckon? I mean, it was just yeah, like was, uh, working with first, Ashling and you together, you know. That's um, shooting was I was really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, but the amazing the thing was no you were nervous for the w- first scene and I could feel that because yeah. I would be shitting myself oh. in that situation. My <laughs> question was how do you even like... How do you swallow that pressure? Well, the thing is, like, when you when you can see an actor's nervous, because they often get nervous. I get nervous as a director. I was really nervous on the first day of the shoot, like, incredibly. But you can't say, don't be nervous, because that makes them worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then na- naturally, vaguely, I mean, you were just, he was just a natural. So after the first scene, mm. it was fine, and it just he just flew. And I wanted to ask, you worked in consultation with Uncle... No, sorry, um, Elder, yeah. Uncle Jim Everett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to talk about, were there things that you both talked about wanting to avoid doing? Was that a big part of your conversation? Well, Jim was involved from treatment stage through first draft, second, third. So he had, like, he had... Um, 
it, it was a collaboration and, and not a token. We didn't want a token collaboration. We actually wanted his guidance and he then worked also as a representative for his elders, you know, his mob in Tassie. And then when you came on Bay, like he, he was involved from the get-go with you. Yeah. So, and yeah, I mean, if you... Yeah, me and <clears throat> Jim, Uncle Jim Everett, like we learned Palakani and... um. It was just, and also Teresa Santi, another Aboriginal lady from Tassie. And um, yeah, I got to work with these amazing people and learn their language. Mm. And also um, Craig Everett, <coughs> excuse me, which, um, yeah, teached me to do the Mangana dance. And um, yeah, it was just so amazing working with these people and Representing Palakani for the first time on a big screen because um, which that, is their language, which yeah. is their language in use at the moment. You mm. know, it's yeah, and um, yeah, just regaining their language, and um, for me to be able to do that, speak Palakani for the first time on a big screen, representing Palakani people, is just I'm just so honoured to be able to do that. Mm. So they took, we <clears throat> took their lead. You know, it's their story. It's a shared story. But uh, that's, you know, this is like, I mean, I know that some people may say, well, you shouldn't tell this story, but it's a shared story. So the only other option is to not tell the story. Mm. And, um, you know, we we feel very strongly that we went into it very ethically with great respect. And, uh, you know, to tell a story that Australians at least need to hear about. And Jim was always, you know, I used to fret about it. And he would say, Jen, it's a shared story. Like... You know, I, we're, I'm here, you're doing the right thing. And he was just supporting us the whole way when we got a bit scared about it. Do you think, maybe, uh, sorry, yeah, no. mind. Do you think maybe the way that film and production is kind of fashioned with the idea of like director, writer and producer, it kind of doesn't really fit. Is that okay? <laughs> um, it doesn't quite fit what this film is doing because it's such a collaborative space uh, and people might see the credits and think, oh, one person did this, one person did I that. I think, yeah, I think there's big assumptions and I think that, you know, there can be uh, the certain type of director that's just a sergeant major. I mean, all directors have to have a certain amount of that, but when it comes to things like you know, Aboriginal subject matter, I'm not going to go in there and write the, the rituals and, and, the, and the words to these healing ceremonies. It's not my place. So I would give Jim the intention of it. Say when um, the smoking ceremony, for example, um, there's a scene where, you know, Billy um, smokes Claire who's really traumatised. And so I had an idea of the sentiment and then I told that to Jim and then Jim wrote the words and then we gave it to Bakerley and, and Bakerley used his own songs that were relevant mm -hmm. to him. So... It, you know, that's that's not me telling everyone what to do. It's it's asking for help and getting. You know, I learnt so much in this. I, mm. I learnt. Uh, it's a very. It was a very humbling experience. Um, yeah, Aboriginal culture is a superior culture in my eyes, and so why would I go in and <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, and co colonize people all over again? You know, it's, but then I don't believe you, you shouldn't be able to tell a story. I think you just got to do it the right way. And you also have to be, I think, open to critique. And I think what yeah. this film is, is like whatever is not perfect in this film will be talked about and that will improve the culture as a whole, Yeah, which not many films are that brave doing. And I think also another thing is like we are frustrated with um, 
oh, I forgot Aislinn's character. Ashley, uh, Ashley, Claire. With yeah, Claire. Because yeah. she is frustrating at the start because um, she's been through so much, but it takes being through that so much and losing everything for her to see outside of herself almost. Yeah, but you can't put a 2019 uh, morality or sensibility yeah. on a character, a convict um, street kid who grew up with in poverty with no parents and then had to steal s- to survive and then has lost her entire family and you know racism was the order of the day so i don't want to sweeten this by making oh she's a isn't she a lovely girl who you know is is uh, evolved in 2019 mentality it would be a lie if only that was the 2019 mentality i still see so much racism yeah yeah and, and in a way it's more insidious because it's more covert and hidden and you know and um i don't know i think yeah i I think i'm really proud it was very difficult to make this film and i'll cop whatever comes back my my only goal was to just go in and you know represent on a big screen and um yeah definitely knew that there's going to be a lot of talks and um but um yeah we're we're already prepared. We was already as when we were shooting. Like I knew somewhere inside that somewhere inside me saying like I'm pretty much prepared for what comes, what responses we're gonna get, and um, yeah, it's definitely gonna be expected. But we're we're ready. Yeah. I mean, if you make something from your heart yeah. that's honest, yeah. and what what else can you do but just be proud of that? Yeah, like it's just like I said, it's a really important story to tell, and it's not to sugarcoat it. Just say say it as it is, and um, I'm re- we're I'm really proud of the whole crew and the mm. other actors, and Jennifer and Christina for and Uncle Jim Everett, Craig Everett. Um, everyone was just so committed and truthful to just telling the story and I couldn't be more happier and yeah I'm definitely prepared for anything I've just it's been really interesting following the democratic primaries and you were just in America and I've been weirdly like kind of not weirdly but I've been kind of obsessed with Marianne Williamson who's a spiritual leader yeah running and she talks a lot about reparations and she talks a lot about healing through truth telling which seems really similar to like what is happening in this country and also being shunned and made to seem stupid and made to seem sort of trivialized i think and we interviewed lee winnell last year about horror and he said horror people are happy people and i think there's something similar going on here and maybe with midsummer in a weird way and just these kind of exploration of our deepest anxieties in this apocalyptic time yeah do you think horror people are happy people does that do you feel that way after making a film like this well i i feel that you know i feel happy that i'm facing the truth of of life i feel i can sleep well at night actually and um you know i've always been a a person who's faced the the truth even as a kid and i think there's nothing to be gained from turning away and so, yeah, I, I do think that horror, there's all kinds of horror, mm. but horror that delves deeply into the human condition, the, a person who creates that has to on some level be aware of what they're doing. And um, 
you know, I, I have met a lot of horror directors now and I do f- feel they're quite sweet. <laughs> you do an internship with Lars von Trier. What's that? He wasn't. Well, I did, yeah. He, that was a long time ago now. <laughs> when you um, said general director, I thought, you've worked with Lars. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually, I know he would hate p- me to say this, but he was actually very sweet to me and very kind. So, you know, th- he is all, all sorts of things, mm-hmm. but um, I saw the humanity in him as well. You know, he let me on set. I hadn't even made a short, so, you know. Yeah, it was kind. And I hope one day that we can transcend every box that people want to squash us into, whether it's racism or, you know, race or gender or... And I think that the Nightingale looks at the... Can we transcend these boxes? Can we look... Can we just stand opposite each other and look face-to-face at each other as human beings? And I think if we can do that, we'll we'll survive. Bakley, do you want to add anything or any closing remarks? <laughs> uh, no, I probably just want to say hopefully um, in the future a lot of acting gigs come up, especially um, working on trying to get a Aboriginal character, Marvel character, Manifold, which has ability to bend time and space. Yeah. And hopefully... Mm. Yeah, I want to see Bakerley play Manifold for sure, (laughs) for sure. But can I just say too that the the Nightingale opens in cinemas on August 29th and we really need people to see it opening weekend because this is what keeps a film in cinemas if it does well. So if you're planning to see it, go and see it uh, August 29th that weekend. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.